0: Would you bow your heads in prayer? Father, we are so thankful that we can be here on this beautiful day in your house. Pour out your blessing upon us. Guide the words that I speak and open our ears to your word. In your name we pray. Amen. I read a story this week about, by another pastor who uh, said that when he was a child, he loved... His mom's biscuits. And he really wanted to know what was the secret ingredient. So one day, while she was gone, he decided to try each of the ingredients by themselves to find out what made the biscuits so good. And so at first he ate a mouth full of flour. Yuck. And then he tried a mouth full of shortening. Finally, he took some baking powder and decided his mom was trying to kill him. Now, that may sound like something a little boy would do, but what about a grown man who likes his wife's pan-fried chicken so much that one day he decides, while she's out of town, that he's going to make it? And he gets everything right except the container that he thought was flour. He rolls the chicken in that before frying it only to make the sweetest fried chicken he's ever made or tasted. It was horrible, let me tell you personally. (sighs) Rolling fried chicken in white sugar just doesn't work. When you're making something, you need the right recipe, and the ingredients have to go together in the right way. Same is true when we consider the ingredients of suffering and hardship and trial and difficulty. By themselves, they taste like a mouth full of shortening. Even together sometimes, they're hard and difficult. One could certainly hear that in most of the words that Jordan read from Job today. Except in verse 10, Job says something very important. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. See, God is after something. After a golden character. A mature faith. A Christian life marked by depth. Compassion and empathy for others. He takes our hard times and he works things together to create out of us lives of beauty. And what we're going to talk about is, is what are those ingredients and how does it all work together? The first ingredient is shock. When your life or your world falls apart, no one's quite ready for the unexpected phone call, whether it comes in the middle of the night or while you're sitting at your desk and something terrible has happened to your parents or to your to your spouse to one of your kids. You're not expecting it when you shave and all of a sudden there's a lump on your throat that wasn't there before. But when you go to the doctor and even though you were worried, he uses the C word. He tells you you have cancer. Such moments are like jumping into an icy Cold lake. No matter how you prepare yourself for what you think it's going to feel like, nothing prepares you. You jump into that icy water and it's a shock to your system. It takes your breath away. That's Job. After he loses everything. Remember, the book of Job tells us that for the first seven days he sat in silence, scraping his sores with a pit broken piece of pottery. He was in shock. Tragedy does that. It shocks you out of your comfort zone. It changes all your plans almost immediately. And that brings the second ingredient, sorrow, when your heart is breaking, when you, like Job, look to the east, the north, the south, and the west, to his right, in front of him, behind him, and can't find God anywhere. When you think about, you begin to wonder, what happened to God's wonderful plan for my life? Where is it now? In chapter 23, Job gives voice to his sorrow and feels as though he's falling on deaf ears. He's such a godly man. Why isn't God listening to him? Why is God avoiding him? Why is God ignoring him? Why is he hiding from him? Who started this divine game of hide and seek, Job wonders, and why am I always it? By the end of chapter 23, it's clear that if Job lets it, This darkness, this sorrow, will swallow him whole. He'll drown in God's silence. I think we probably all at one time or another have experienced his silence. When I pray, I expect God will answer. After all, that's what the the Word promises. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you. And yet sometimes, I don't hear an answer. When something goes wrong and I need help, I do what I think I should. I I pray. I, I claim my right as God's child. I make my complaint known. I bring my request to Him. I tell my side of the story and yet very often it feels like i get nothing in response like my email my divine email goes unanswered like there's no response to my on my voicemail and in my sorrow sometimes i wonder are you listening god have you forgotten So you've got shock. You've got sorrow. And all of that leads to the third ingredient. Struggle. When you don't understand. Because a lot of time the truth is we don't understand. Even today, Job writes, my complaint is bitter, his hand is heavy in spite of all my groaning. Why is this happening? Why now? Why to me? Why did my husband walk out on me? Why did my wife die in that accident? Why did I lose my job? Why didn't I get that promotion? Why was my baby born with spina bifida? Life doesn't always make sense. Bad people prosper in this world and good people suffer. Why? Do we struggle with God? Well, because we doubt Him. We doubt His wisdom. And So because we doubt His wisdom, we want to be in control. We want explanations. We want Him to explain Himself. Tell us why. Job says at the end of chapter 23, I am... Not silenced by the darkness and the thick darkness that covers my face. Think about that. After all of that that he's expressed, he says, I am not silenced. See, life is tough. You can ignore it, pretend it's not real, pretend you're in control, but that doesn't work. You can let it beat you down and lay you flat and leave you for dead. But that doesn't help. Or like Job, you can refuse to be silenced. You can, like we said a few weeks ago, walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Keep struggling even when you don't understand and God doesn't explain. Hold on like Job, have resilience. And you will learn from your losses. You'll profit from your pain. You'll advance from your adversity. Don't give up the struggle. Refuse to let the darkness silence your prayer. Because there's a fourth ingredient. It's called sanctification. Sanctification. That's when God turns bad into good. When he takes caterpillars and makes of us butterflies. See, the sanctification is the process whereby God makes us more like Jesus. Folks, a lot of times we kid ourselves into thinking that God's plan is to make us happy. And I hate to be the one to break this to you, but that is not his plan. His plan is to make you holy. And the shock, and the sorrow, and the struggle part of how God works that plan they are how he remakes us to be like Jesus in our own personal chrysalis see God wants to use your struggles for his purpose anybody can bring good out of good God specializes in bringing bringing good out of bad. You heard Job say it in today's absolution. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. Job walked through this into a better life that God had planned for him. Think Think about the story of God's own son. Our God specializes in turning crucifixions into resurrections. That's the Gospel. Bringing life out of death. Jesus, on Good Friday, was left for dead, but on Easter morning, He rose in triumph. And out of that death came life for all who believe. With Job, we shout in triumph, I know that my Redeemer lives. Our nightmares are not random events with no purpose. They are wounds suffered in a cosmic war between good and evil. God, in His grace, weaves our wounds together into a beautiful tapestry, a changed life. I love Paul's words. We know, he says, that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him. I want you to notice what Paul doesn't say. He doesn't say everything's good. Not everything is good. He also doesn't say, well, I hope or maybe God can work things together. He says, no, we know There's no doubt that God works all things together for good. We know that the God of Job, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, takes our most difficult experiences in life and weaves them together to a beautiful new life. How do we know? Because God did not spare His own Son gave Him up for us all, how will He not also along with Him freely give us all things? Therefore we know that in Him we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us, that there is nothing in all creation that can separate us from His love. And It all leads to the final ingredient. Service. When we use our pain for God's glory, God wants to take our greatest pain and turn it into our life's proclamation. He wants to use our mess for His message. He wants to use the tests in our life to shape our testimony to Him. Think about it. The whole Christian gospel is a proclamation of the greatest pain in the life of our Savior. The suffering and death of Jesus Christ. And God wants to use your pain to proclaim Jesus. The thing you're most embarrassed about The thing you're most ashamed of, that you would rather forget, he wants to use it for good in the life of others. And I've seen it again and again. I think of the man who had Guillain-Barre virus and paralyzed. You know the person was who was the most help to that man? Another man who had recovered from Guillain-Barre and came to visit him during this 18 months in the hospital. I think of the young mother whose child was born with a cleft palate. And who is looking to a life of, of surgeries for that child. You know who is the most help to that mom? Another mom whose child had gone through that and who had been, uh, through it with their child and could talk to that mother and give her hope. You know who the best help for an addict is? Somebody else who is recovering from addiction. The very thing you want to talk least about. Is the very thing God wants to use in you to help other people. There's a plan, a divine plan, where all things shock and sorrow and struggle work together for our sanctification and our service to others, to the glory of God. The secret is seeing and understanding how it all works together. In times of testing, God gives to your life and mine and to our struggles a value that our lives could never have apart from that testing. Job said it well. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, stand guard over your hearts in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.